Welcome and thank you for visiting the Straight Talk Podcast. We're talking wealth, finance, real estate. We're coming from a tell it like it is, keep it simple, help me understand, and give it to me straight approach. I'm Greg Coward, a guy who's been working on the front lines of finance and real estate now for 20 years. We're going to help you save money, point you in the right direction, keep it fun and keep it real. Thanks for joining. Let's roll. All right, listener, thank you so much for joining us. We're so glad to have you. Thanks for taking time out of your day to join me, Greg Cowart, on the Straight Talk podcast. Uh, There are a lot of different things to listen to while you're out doing what you're doing, and appreciate you listening. I hope we can drop some wisdom on you today and uh, learn a little bit more about building wealth and uh, how the game of money works. So, so excited to have uh, a guest with me today. I, you're used to listening to the beautiful, sultry Jesse Perone's voice, and this is not Jesse's voice. I am not Jesse. <laughs> that is not Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Stoney Marshall. Uh, Stoney is a friend, and uh, he has enjoyed me. Uh, he's, he has accepted my offer to join us on the podcast today, and we're going to talk about talk about money, uh, Stoney. Um and you were just saying before we went live that this is your inaugural podcast, correct? First ever podcast. First ever. And uh, that's part of the reason I'm so excited to get you on, because I know this isn't your thing, too. So we'll, we'll drag you through the mud, and you just have so much uh, wisdom and so much experience. I look forward to folks listening. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? I don't know. Where do I start? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a real estate broker. Okay. I've been... In the business, this is my 20th year. Okay. Um, I run my own team, the Marshall Group at right. Hometown Realty. And I don't know. Okay. We're coming to you straight out of Virginia. People all around the world are listening to this. So we're straight out of Virginia. And um, let's see. What did you do before you did real estate? Well, I got licensed when I was... 22 so not college straight into real estate pretty much um i worked on a carpentry crew for four and a half years my last couple years in school while i was getting my feet wet in the business and to learn a little bit about the home building side understanding new homes um certainly benefited me so far in my career yeah to have that background I met you, Stoney, uh, I think we've got to be coming close to seven, eight, nine years ago. And uh, I've loved having you in my life. You're a friend. And uh, I'm really excited for the group here to listen to kind of what I think is something that you uniquely have. So let's shift into money here real quick. So you make a buck, you make 10 bucks, you make 100 bucks. Uh, most families, I think the statistic is 68% of people, if they're asked to come up with $1,000 in an emergency, can't literally don't have a thousand dollars 68 percent of american families but for the other what would that be 32 percent they uh they do have a couple extra bucks and uh inheritance and wealth usually moves in families uh you know money is power um but there are people in the middle who are earning money and have spots they want to put it they can put monies in money into help me here where can we put our money we could put our money into crypto Real estate. Buy homes. You could put your money into stocks. Put your money into bonds. Yours truly, I don't think you know this about me, but I I put my money one time into a soft drink that was coming up, up and coming. And it was in Costco's. (laughs) I could go on and on. Put a lot of money in, and it didn't work. 
and I actually got my money back, which was crazy. I mean, you could take a gamble on, you know, like you can go gambling with your money because really stocks somewhat are gambling. Uh, what else? What else could you do with your money? Uh, I mean, to invest it, to try to make it grow. I mean, obviously, I'm all about real estate, uh, whether it's single-family housing, commercial, warehouses, multifamily, land, farms, timberland, um, rental property. Yep. And and I think... Whatever you call it. There's a piece of what you said that you're uniquely qualified to talk about that I don't think a lot of folks know to talk about. And I, I hope to have my financial advisor on here at one point. I think he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. And he talks about winning. This is a common concept in investing where you win by not losing because these different commodity groups, crypto, risk, real estate, bonds, stocks, they all do well and do poorly in different times at the same moment. So, you know, for today, for example, real estate may be doing well, but the bond market's not, or right. crypto's not. <clears throat> so, Sony, you're uniquely qualified to talk about land. And um, I heard you talk about land recently, and I don't think you know how much you know about land. Or I actually, I think you do know, but I don't think you realize how little people know about land. And when we think about the history of the world, and especially go back 500 years, 1,000 years, power was land they don't make any more of it that's right i mean the most powerful people were landowners and to a certain extent that's still the case now today but it's an interesting aspect of wealth that doesn't get talked about Hmm. do you think about land in terms of wealth wealth Mm -hmm. well absolutely i mean it's a it's a tool in building wealth Mm -hmm. um it's a tangible asset yeah that's probably why I'm most attracted to it from from using it as a wealth building tool just for my own personality mm-hmm. I mean I guess that's why I'm passionate about land mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and it's fairly low cost mm-hmm. uh, from a, a maintenance maintenance perspective yeah you can kind of just put your money there and sit back and wait or you can take care of it you can continue to invest in it from an improvement mm-hmm. standpoint to potentially make your investment grow um, in the land. but You and I were hanging out uh, over a dinner here recently, and you got to going with some of the guys asking oh. questions about land, and it was just f- fascinating. So, ladies and gentlemen, today you have an expert. And, again, there's other podcasts they can talk about macro. That's fine. I, I like micro. I like Joe and Sally what do they need to know at their level? How can they learn more about the game of money and about building wealth? And land's a unique component here that someone could choose to put into their asset pool. Um, and there's a lot of questions to ask about land. How do you use land? And so with that being said, let's get started. Um, why don't we talk about, go through some different reasons that someone may want to own land? Well, it depends on your use, right? I mean, there's all different types of people buy land from um, home builders, developers, individuals, people looking for a place to recreate. Yeah. Um, straight timberland investment because that's something that grows over time and you can extract revenue from it. You know, it's patient money. It's yeah. not something that's immediate, typically. Um, land speculators. Yeah. What about agriculture? You know, Agricultural I mean, farmers, yeah, um, 
hunting clubs. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of different areas, you know, that could be classified as a land investment. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they even sell marshes for people that want to duck hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Like land is recreation. Let's start there. Let's start there. So, um, you know, we forget how much of the country, if you fly over the country, you, you see how much open space there is. And we forget as suburbites or city, uh, city folks, how much of our country is just wide open land and how many people love to get out and interact with the outdoors. Tell me some stories you know about people buying land and how they used it to have fun. I mean, most of my interaction for, you know, land used for fun is going to be in outdoor activities, whether it's hunting, riding four-wheelers, fishing, if it has a little river on it, or a pond, lake, something along those lines. Uh, But some people like to go out and just camp. Yep. You know, just a place to go and sit and be away from the city and have their kids play in the woods and learn some of those things that they may not get in a neighborhood setting. Okay, let's talk about that. So let's say I have gotten lucky or done something right and I'm sitting on 50000 bucks. And let's say I could put it in crypto or I could also put it in Exxon. One of the negatives there is that it's hard to f- have fun with your Exxon stock. You see it on a screen, right? Mm-hmm. And crypto probably keeps you up because you can't tell from the media whether it's a good or bad or up or down. So let's say I choose to buy a piece of land. I mean, how much do you, how much would 50K get you? How much do you have to put down on traditional land if you wanted to take a loan? All right. So are we talking the total investment, 50,000, or are we saying that's what I have to get started? I only have $50,000. How much would that get me? In other words, how much do you need for a down payment on land? 20%, 30%? How does that work? 20 to 30. Okay. I mean, there's some people I think that you can get away with 10% down. Yeah. A lot of the land market, land buyer pool is cash. Yeah. Uh, You tend to see a lot of that. Well, I think there's a lot of wealthy people that buy land. They are. Yeah. And I I think that's interesting because wealthy people know what they're doing and why do they keep buying land? And there's, it's just a concept of wealth that a lot of people don't know about. So I got 50,000 bucks. Let's say I come to you and I say, Stoney, I'd like you to help me find something I can enjoy. My family's a hunter. We like to fish. We like to camp. I just want to have land. Uh, I, that's four hundred grand. What, what here in Virginia, Central Virginia, do you get for four hundred thousand dollars? And how might you see someone choosing to use that as recreation? So, so typically, when you would come to me with that type of question, I'm going to ask you where do you want to be? How far do you want to be from where you live? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Okay. Right. So do you want to go north, south, east, west? Um, are you okay with it being more than an hour away? Yeah, it's funny how an hour came to mind. Yeah. Is that a common so answer? When, well, just I have found in my career, once you break an hour in travel distance, you tend to not utilize the property as often. Got it. As you would. Yeah, it makes sense. It's like a psychological block. It's just too far. Yeah. You know, an hour you can just bounce out there pretty quick, um, wind down on your way there. But when it gets to an hour and 10, hour and a half, two hours away, yeah, it's kind of, you got to plan your whole day to yeah. get there and get back. 
Well, it eats up a lot of the time. Let's go with the next one. <clears throat> I mean, what, what does four hundred thousand dollars get you, and how might how might someone that wants to choose to recreate on the land? Uh, what what may be some of the ways they view land, or what are some of the purposes of the purchase? So I mean, four hundred grand all to buy you anywhere from fifty to a hundred, hundred fifty acres maybe. That sounds like a lot. I don't know anything about land. Is that a lot? I mean, it's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's a good size. You can walk around on it. You can definitely walk around on yeah. it. Yeah. Are there trees? What is it? A well, field? you know, you you're probably not going to be buying trees at four hundred grand for a hundred plus acres. Um, so the more trees, the like, more valuable it is? Just it's likely it's probably been timbered. <clears throat> it would probably have a higher value if it had mature timber on it. Wow. You so know, versus, how old the trees are affects the value of the land? Well, absolutely. It's part of the investment. That's crazy. So I'm investing in the trees, almost like they're a it's corn? It's a crop. It's a crop. Trees sure. is a crop. Absolutely. It's a renewable resource, right? Keeps coming back. Crazy. You can harvest it, get paid for it, you can reforest it. Okay, talk to me about this real quick. There are people who buy land and have someone cut down the timber like they might cut down wheat, and they make money off the timber getting cut. Correct. I don't <coughs> think most Excuse people me. know this. I don't think most people know this. Tell me how that works. Well, there is. I mean, you, you just ride around the countryside, and you see pine plantation, which is yeah. all pine trees, basically. Um, and that is a typically a 23, 24-year to 35-year growing cycle. Wow. Depending on how you've planted it and what you want to do with it, you know, your har- harvest times. Wow. So there's a lot of paper mills, paper companies over, you know, in the 70s, 80s, on up through the 90s. They had bought up a lot of land, but then there's also a lot of wealthy families that have invested in Real estate, land, you know, replanting for generations to come, because you can keep you can keep cutting, mm-hmm. you can keep growing the trees and keep cutting them. That's right, right, and and grow and <coughs> cut on different pieces of the property. So, right. legitimately, if I come to you for land, like th- what the trees look like and how old they are affects the price I would pay. Hundred percent. Wow. What a, what else affects price of land? What else am I looking Road at? Road frontage, in a good way or bad way. I mean, typically people want direct road access hmm. and not to use a deeded easement for ingress and egress to the property. So can I drive into <coughs> my land without having to drive through someone else's land? Correct. And that affects the value. Absolutely. Yeah, you're funny. I got to tell the listeners, I look at this, you're looking at me like, dumbass. Of course it affects the value. <laughs> that's why I think it's so fascinating. I'm assuming if you're going to buy land, you already know most of this stuff. Well, I, but that's part of the conversation we have with people is like, you know, keep in mind, this may be an objection to the next person you sell it to. So it could ultimately impact your investment and how how much return you get out of it. Yeah. Over the next 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah, it's a, it's it's um, the game of land, and that's why I wanted you here, because I think you're uniquely qualified from the humans I know on the earth to talk about land. Well, there's, um, a, there's a ton of stuff that affects the value, right? What else? I mean, what else affects road value? frontage. Okay. Where's the access to electricity? You know, in your region, how does it perk? And that's for a septic system, uh, being able to build a house on it. Um, a perk test helps you determine how well the soil drains. 
so that hmm. you can put a septic tank on it. So literally the poop and the pee going into the ground, different ground behaves differently, and that would affect, and they test for that? They do. Wow. Yeah. And you that affects that. how good that piece of land is and how what its highest and best use is. It, it can, now we're talking in, <clears throat> excuse me, we're talking in the rural markets, right? You know, away from the city where there's no public access yeah, you're right. to yeah. utilities, mm-hmm. water and sewer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you had a piece of land that's 100 acres and you have a bunch of road frontage, but you only have one good perk site on the whole property, you can only build one house. Well, if you had 100 acres that has really good road frontage and had 10 perk sites, you could build 10 homes. Potentially. It mm-hmm. depends on the zoning um, required, lot size, Well, I think you cetera. just hit another thing. But, I mean, you what, know, that does impact the value, correct? Yeah, and also what are the zoning laws in the county you buy in pertaining to the piece of land you buy? Because the more liberal they are, this is if you wanted to subdivide, the more value it have. Am I fair? Is that, did I do okay there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all, that definitely factors in right you got your road frontage you got your access to electricity how would how well does the land percolate um what's the timber makeup the land features you know is it agricultural fields are there streams ponds um is it has it been timbered and not reforested has it been reforested what are the zoning regulations because every county is different and you have a lot of times you can have different agriculturally zoned designations within the same county. Hmm. So some of the counties here, you know, you go in in the same county, it can be zoned agricultural. But in <clears throat> the northern region of the county, you can only divide it three times. Mm-hmm. But in the southern region, you might be able to divide it five times. Mm-hmm. Right. I like where you've gone because I think when people think about buying land stony, they think about like, I'm going to buy it and then I'm going to cut it up and sell it for more. You know, that kind of like classic development kind of concept. But there's a lot of land being purchased that that's not even the the topic. And I would think the subdividing <clears throat> that a lot of those people are playing with big dollars and these are corporations and companies that are really good at acquiring big tracts of lands and splitting them up, land closer to the city. Um. Have you been a part of development? And is that, I mean, because that's not really what I'm talking about here, but that is a way we could use land is to develop it. Uh, have I been part of developing? Yeah. <clears throat> I know the answer is yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. Yeah. I mean, we've done stuff close into the city. Yeah. And then we've gone an hour or two hours from the city. It just, it's a different type of development. Right? A lot of people think of a developer as the only people that develop are the one. <clears throat> The only people that develop are the ones that do big neighborhoods in the city. Yeah, correct. That's that's developing. Correct. Or commercial buildings or apartment complexes, strip centers. Well, there's also rural market development where you go work within the same parameters as you're working within the zoning designation and what's allowed in that area and what's going to be acceptable and what the market demands. You know, yeah. what do people want in this area? What do county supervisors want in this area? Yeah. And the residents around it. Um, it's just a different type, 
Right. Yeah. So I've spent a lot of my time in the rural markets working that angle. Yeah, I, I don't – there's no one I know in our area here in Central Virginia that knows that better than you do. Specifically, subdivisions can exist in rural areas. And the same thing they're doing just outside of town in a big 500-house subdivision can be done on a s- small piece of land with four houses. Sure. And, uh, and you know what to look for. You know the games of that. You know so many different components that would determine whether a land's valuable or not. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you know you know what you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I know I'm, I've been around a lot of smart people yeah. in this, in the industry. Um, I really jumped into the land buying and learning process really early in my career it was something i just gravitated to i grew up on a farm in the country i can relate to the people um it's what i like yeah i kind of gravitated towards learning that and i can get a little more passionate about it i guess yeah um yeah it's really a specialty area of knowledge and it's something you are passionate about and i mean the idea because i'm interested in land the idea of hey just go buy me some land I mean, there's so much to it. I mean, we've we've just tapped into it. I mean, and if I came to you and said, by land, you're going to ask me about 15 questions back about what I'm looking for. Yeah, what's the purpose? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, is it just to make money? Yeah. Is it to maybe give some land to your kids in the future? Yeah, right? inheritance, or, yeah. Or, or do they want to build, do you want to go move, build a house, and... You know, maybe give your kid two acres later to build their house mm-hmm. to help them get started. But that's 15 years from now. Well, what are the family division rules? Mm-hmm. Can it even be done? Mm-hmm. Some counties, once you divide it, you can't divide it anymore, even for a family member. So there's there's a lot of things you need to ask. That's right. As a professional, you know, to the buyer to find out what the purpose of the investment is yeah do i just want to own a piece of land just to say i do i kind of do i kind of do right the, i mean the, I, I, going back to your money does well when you put it in different pools i think this i, I wanted you on because i think land something that people don't think about now if you grew up in the country maybe you do but there are a lot of folks that didn't who could play with their investment very much like a second home or a vacation it, home it, Part of the challenge in investing in land is it's it can be a little bit difficult to get into from the perspective of it's expensive. It's a big investment at one time. Typically on financing land, you're 20 or 30% down mm-hmm. most of the time. You can get away with some less from mm-hmm. time to time. Interest rates tend to be about two points higher than your current mortgage rate, mm-hmm. which that's always been a shock throughout my entire career to people. Okay. It's one of the first things I tell them. Okay. Just so they know. Um, and it's fairly competitive. Really? Where we live. You know? So so it's just, it's just hard to get into it. And, you know, 50000 bucks does not go very far. Yeah, that's why I use In that. the land investment world. Okay. You know, you're down there competing with builders. They're buying home sites in these rural markets. And through my career, I've seen a lot of the building lots 
you know, the values ran up and then 08, 9, 10, 11 mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. And they fell hard mm-hmm. in the rural markets, mm-hmm. really hard. And then it kind of went back. It's, it's back probably past, you know, 2005, six values in most areas. If, you know, I would definitely say it is. Mm-hmm. But it took so, a while. So if you, if you invested 50 grand, you know, has it, do you have a good chance of it, it growing, right? On yeah. a small building lot. You know, I don't. I don't personally think that's the best way to go. Um, I think I'd rather see you take that 50 and try to use it as a down payment to buy a larger piece that may have more potential. Got it. Got right? it. Could you divide it? Yeah. Could you cut some timber? Can you lease it out to a hunting club to help pay your taxes? Can you Does use it qualify it for own? land use? Right? So, you you know, when you're investing, you most – well, I shouldn't say most – a lot of counties have a land use designation in the rural markets. Okay, what does that mean? You, most of them are four. I think there's four designations in most counties. Horticulture, forestry, open space, and I think there's another one I can't remember. <clears throat> I'm glad you but brought anyway, that up because it, you have to pay taxes every year on land. Right. So you're going to have your ongoing taxes, but... Putting it in land use when it qualifies is something you have to apply for every year. Okay. And you put it into land use, and that greatly reduces your taxes. Got it. And um, I don't know what the current valuation is on it, but most of the counties it's like 500 bucks an acre where, you know, you own 100 acres and you're paying $2,000 a year than the normal rate. Now it's only 500 bucks. I got it. Yeah, yeah. it can really... It really can decrease one of the negatives of owning land, which is the the annual taxes, if you can get in a land use, figure out that game. Right. And your job is to know that game. But it's, you know, it's what I said earlier, it's a, it's a low cost for maintenance. Mm-hmm. Your maintenance cost on land tends to be a little bit lower. Because yeah. it's just kind of you set your money there. It's like going into the stock market, right? You just put your money there and you just wait and see what happens. Yeah. Unlike a rental property where the hot water heater breaks and the HVAC. Yeah, and the roof roof needs a leak fixed. I mean land would be a way to own real estate and yet it's not high maintenance. Correct. Tell me it do does land appreciate well? I mean, can you tell me some stories of someone who's put money in land and done well? I mean, there's oodles of stories I could tell you on people doing well and it's <clears throat> a lot of them that's what they do for a business. You know, Got they it. they know how to find the opportunities in the market to where they can make money yeah pretty quick but we've seen a lot of customers over the years that have bought you know they bought land 20 years ago maybe cut the timber on it maybe subdivided it a little bit and it's doubled wow you know so like i i put in 300 i mean it was worth 300 at one time and it's worth 500 20 years later yeah. That's a pretty can, damn good return be. on Im- investment. Right. But you take, I mean, I go back to Timberland because it's maybe a little easier to explain. Uh-huh. Um, you know, my rule of thumb is timber, pine plantation is probably going to yield you 1500 to $2,200 per acre over a 25 year period. Huh. Right. So, you know, 
some people bought land at $2,000 an acre 20 years ago for 100 acres. And maybe it was cut over, which means it doesn't have any trees on it at that time. And they planted it back. And now 25 years later, they've basically gotten all their money out of it. And they still own the dirt. That's right. Right? Yeah. Um, Or just, you know, normal growth and um, pressure uh, for the area to develop and build homes on it um, can really impact it. Yeah. And, you know, cities slowly expand. And what was rural 20 years ago is now smack dab in the middle of the suburbs. And I also believe in the idea of buying real estate and wait. Don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. And Mm -hmm. so you just never know. Like with any investment, when you try to strategize and pick a good piece of land, you also have the possibility that it goes really well and that it appreciates and your $400,000 piece of land becomes worth $700,000 in 15 years. I mean, that's, I mean, clearly land is an asset class that's lower risk, correct? Can, can land be risky? Of course you can overpay, right? Uh, Your risk is really on, well, people make money on the buy. Well, I mean, but from a risk perspective, you know, on the land, I mean, you can overpay for it, right? Yep. If you're betting on a timber plantation to pay for your land or part of your investment portfolio, could get disease. Yeah. And that could kill all your natural trees. Natural storm. And they may be too young to harvest at the time. I mean, 12 years just went by and you just got to burn it, start over. Crazy. You know? um, zoning laws can change. Yeah. How about that? You know? Yeah. You could have, when you purchased it, you may have had 10 division rights. 20 years later, counties have changed regulation. Yeah. Now you only have five. Yeah. Now it's probably going up in value, but can it change the overall investment and return? Absolutely. Yeah. Somebody could come build a hog farm right next door to you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the road, the road, plans. the road planning could change, which either yeah. brings it goes your way or it goes against you too. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, do you own land? I do. Yeah, you believe in it? I do. Do you own rental property? I do not. Do you own stocks? I do. Yeah. What? Why? Why? I mean, make the case for land. I mean, if someone's got uh, a portfolio, why should they add, add land to their portfolio? I personally am a tangible person i like to be able to go to it look at it touch it feel it um there's some sort of return coming out of it and i believe in it because there's a limited supply yeah there's only x amount of pieces of land in the world period yeah there's not going to be any more yeah you can create additional building lots you know things like that to to create more opportunities for people but they're not going to make more land, mm-hmm. right? Um, and for for me, just rental properties, you know, you're chasing somebody for the money, mm-hmm. you know, potentially. And A lot more active. It's just more maintenance. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we tend to maintain our land personally a little bit more because we like to recreate on it. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I invest 
back into the land by putting in trails, um, fields. Yeah. Th- things that add value, in my belief, adds value back to the land, sort of like you would make improvements to your kitchen. Yeah. Or your bathrooms. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of the same concept. Um, I can't control the stock market. Yeah. It's going to do what it's going to do. Um, but a piece of real estate, I can decide I want to sell it today. I can pay attention to the market. And it's in my industry, right? So it's in my wheelhouse. I feel more confident yeah. in doing it. Yeah. Um, man, all the wealthy people of the world own real estate. I know. And many of them own, own land. land. There's a reason. Yeah. Man, yeah. a lot of them are buying agricultural land in the West. Absolutely. In the United States. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, and I uh, I was recently one of the, a guy who knows a lot about was talking about I think um, Bill Gates and and how much timber and raw materials you know raw land he owns and some of these uber wealthy people and just the huge tracts of land they own it's they're doing it for a reason and uh, here on the uh, Straight Talk podcast talking about wealth I, I just thought as I heard you talking a couple weeks ago I was like. People don't know enough about this. I don't think the average person thinks about land. And I think you probably have a group of people who know land and play in land and don't want everyone else in their land. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, it's don't need the thing. I mean, we're in a town here that probably has five, 6,000 realtors and um, a middle, middle-sized town here in Virginia. And you, um, I mean, you've got to, I mean, most realtors don't know this stuff. None of them do. Well, it's a lot of other professionals or colleagues that, you know, they're going to choose a specialty. Within right? real estate. Within real estate. A yeah. lot of them don't necessarily cast a broad net. Um, but I kind of found that <clears throat> understanding the residential side and what's motivating people to move also impacts the next move in the land industry, right? So if, right. You, if you understand both sides of it... Um, you can capture a little bit more, oh, that's and good. you can be a little better advisor to your yeah. people. Um, and it's just created more opportunities for myself and our team. Yeah. By doing that, and I just don't think a lot of people, you know, within the industry necessarily want to chase that many things. I mean, it's hard when you're in 12 or 15 counties. Which you are. Yeah. Which is so All special about, I mean, whenever I talk to you, you're on the road. Yep. And your team works in 12 to 15 counties. You drive hours around our town of Richmond, Virginia. Yes, we and, do. And you know the geography. You know the land. You know the trees. You know the lakes. You know the rivers uh, like nobody else. Um, and and I, I think in some ways what makes you so unique is that you also know residential so well. Neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you just, you're just one of my favorite people. And I, I like to tell you pound for pound, you probably sell more real estate than any team I know. We have these huge mega teams of 40 agents and 50 agents. And how many people are on your team? Six of us. Six of you. And you guys put up just top in our area numbers and you do it your own way. You help builders. Seven of us. Seven of us. Counting me. Counting me. I wouldn't count myself. (laughs) But you, you help builders find land, find subdivisions. You tell them what houses to build, how to build them, how to divide it. I mean, you go out and find opportunities for your clients. And whether that's someone like me that says, hey, I got a couple bucks, I'd like to play around in land. And I think one of the reasons I'd like to play in land is because I can play with it. I mean, it's an investment that you can interact with. Um, You could help me find land that's near water. 
land that's near a mountain, land that's near a lake. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to buy land, add wealth to your portfolio, and still get to have something you could share with your family, pass down through generations, or even just go out and get outside of the madness and go sit like I did at your place, just sat in a chair on land and said, my God, this is so cool that this can exist in an agricultural setting, a forest setting, a recreation setting, and still it's making money. It's, it, it's, That's the hope, right? Well, well it's not it, likely and to it decrease does in time, value. Right? L- land is not typically a short-term investment. Yeah, correct. It needs to be a slow play. Correct. But I think it's a great bucket that people don't know enough about that they could put their money in. So with that, if someone wants to chat with you and talk with you about buying rural land and turning it in neighborhoods or buying a piece of land or buying timber land, how, how would they reach you? Uh, it would be best just to give me a call. Yeah, what's your 804 690 Call me or text me. Do it one more time. 804 690 3704. And we're here in the middle of Virginia, and you know Central Virginia like the back of your hand. Um, you are Stony Marshall with the Marshall Group, correct? Yes, sir. And uh, they could look, uh, look you up online as well. Absolutely. Well, Stony, I don't think there's anybody that I know here in our town that's more qualified to talk about land. And I, uh, I think the, the fifth, Jesse and I, our second podcast was about what questions you should ask. And we were just having fun with like a dentist and talking about like, what do you call and ask your dentist if you, if you want a dentist? And, and we just don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, the dentist knows there's a lot you should ask, uh, you know, but in this case, you know, I, I think I'm thinking about land. What, what should I ask? Well, I don't have to know that you do. You, you know what questions to ask. You could help me find a piece of land that fits my budget, fits my price range, fits my goals. Um, in a way I just didn't think anyone else could. And I'm just so grateful for you to come on and hang out with us and educate us about this great asset class that the wealthiest people in the world have been doing for what thousands of years forever. Yeah. And we don't hear much about, I mean, we love the sexy TikTok stuff on the buy this and buy that. And this is up this much and this is down this much. And then we've got the smartest people, the Bill Gates of the world. And what are they doing? They're buying raw land. That's right. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. How did the podcast go? Comfortable? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, guys, thanks for listening so much. I'm Greg Cowart. You can get uh, in touch with me if you'd like at gregcowart.com. I appreciate you listening in. I hope this was helpful as you think about how you want to spend your money and and how to make your money grow. And today we've talked about a a way to invest uh, and to get to enjoy your investment as well. And uh, again, Stoney, really appreciate you being on here. Sure thing. All right, guys. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining us on Straight Talk Podcast. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Straight Talk Podcast. I hope it's been time well spent. Do you have questions, topics you'd like to see me cover, want to connect? Just reach out to me, gregcowart.com. Now go make it a great day.